Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code STEVE, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Outdoor National Preview in Podcast Palooza Week. I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line is a guy who's very, very busy these days, even though he's not racing. Uh, Chad Reed, what's going on? What's up, Mathis? How you doing? I'm good. Hey, thanks for doing this, man. Appreciate it. Um, first of all, I guess let's clear up. Uh, you, you're hurt. You're not racing. Maybe near the end. You try to get Ben Townley. He got hurt. You're not racing. You're not fielding a replacement rider. I still get this question on uh, on Twitter every now and then. Oh, I get I get it asked it daily in the <laughs> hourly, actually right. hourly, and I don't understand because clearly people don't look at my timeline because uh, or even look at my prior tweets. Right. But uh, you know, I put it out there every time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like I try to keep people up to date what's going on, and I mean, we were so excited as a race team, you know, to to. You know, when you get past the, the 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 bummer side of getting hurt, and then going back racing, you know, like the team was pumped. You know, like we were mm-hmm. we were working real hard. We actually had Lars on the bike quite a bit, and um, you know, doing some data stuff. And um, I felt like we had a great plan and a great uh, you know a great base for for Townley to come over here and and uh, get you know get started or you know kind of start off on the right foot and you know, go full stream ahead. You know, it seemed like he was riding really, really well and seemed like he had his head on the right, you know, right way. But uh, right. he decided to go off to the second round in Australia and, uh, and he got hurt. So um, it's a bummer, you know, it's a bummer for him, bummer for us. And um, So at that point, just for me, I felt like, man, is this, is this a sign? Are we just not meant to <laughs> go racing? Yeah. You know, like, are we, you know, am I? meant to just you know like uh you know just yeah take a step back and um enjoy life uh at home and 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 i got a lot of stuff going on with the race team you know we're trying to sell sponsorship trying to sell title and mm-hmm. um and all that stuff we're so so close on a lot of things and um and if those things happen you know like right now it's like it's make or break because you know as as you know like now's the time that you need to sign you know, the Dean Wilsons, the Eli Tomac, the, yeah. you know, Justin Barsh's, the, you know, Ryan Villapoto. And yep. like these guys are all, these, these guys are all available and, and they're all um, negotiating with all the other teams. And when you don't have a budget in hand or, or anything like that, I mean, it's, it's difficult to even show any interest. So mm-hmm. um, my goal as a race team and as a, as a team owner is to have, have two guys in 13. So, um, so yeah, kind of the shot. <laughs> Cut a long story short. It's, yeah. uh, it's. I think it's in our highest good and in our best interest that we, you know, that we just take a step away and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm I'm two months post off, you know, so basically a month and a half, two months from now, 
um, all more than likely be on a bike. And, yep. you know, eight weeks is going to fly by at this time. You know, I mean, I have I have so much going on in my life right now. And, uh, you know, so it's it's not a bad thing just to just step back. And it sucks. I mean, the, the race team, obviously, you know, they want to go racing. They're paid to go racing. And, yep. um, you know, but they're all, majority of them are all on two-year deals. So they're all, you know, they're all secure in their job and, and, and whatever. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're, they're focusing towards 13 and uh, 13. We have a whole new bike. So, yep. um, you know, just focus on that. And I just told him, like, just as recently as yesterday, I talked to all of them and I just said, you guys need to have a vacation and, you know, do it now because, uh, yeah. you know, the next eight weeks is going to fly by pretty damn quick and uh, we'll be back at it. So, um, so that's kind of where we stand as a team is that, I don't feel that it's worth going racing. You know, like it, it, it'll right. cost me more than it's worth. Yep. Um, I can actually save money by not going to the national. Um, so right now, um, and there's just not a rider that I feel good about going racing, and that's that's bad. And I'm, you know, I don't mean any disrespect for anybody out there, but just yep. I don't, you know, we're a team that wants to win. I said that from the beginning, you know, and at the very least, we want to be able to contend for the podium. And I just don't see that there's, a, there's that guy out there right now. So. Um, yeah, your phone was blowing up gonna, probably, huh? Your phone was crazy. I'm yeah, sure I mean, my phone was blowing up pretty much the day after Dallas, which is the <laughs> sad thing. But, uh, uh, you know, so basically we're, we're focusing on, on, uh, on the race team. Well, I'm focusing on the race team. The team's focusing on 13, uh, the new bike. Um, I probably won't even ride a new that 12 when I come back. I'll probably just go straight to the new bike and mm-hmm. probably be the main guy that does a lot of the majority of the testing on that bike. Um, so yeah, we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens in um, the next few months. Well, the next kind of month is really crucial. You know, like I'd love to get a Wilson or a Tomac and have them as, you know, young up and coming, you know, quality, good guys that are, that are solid. So, uh, yeah, kind of see what we can do. Um, yeah. What, what's the, uh, what's the percentage you make some nationals at the end of the year? Like just, I mean, obviously it's super early, but give me a, give me a percentage. I mean, it's hard to give you a percentage because it's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like obviously, I missed all of Supercross. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna li- miss at least the first eight weeks of uh, outdoor. Yep. Um, and that's if I rode it for a month. Um, and the, you, you just got like for me, you got to weigh up the, the benefit, the weight ratio kind of thing. And it's just there's there's really not a lot to gain from no. coming back. No, that's if, why I'm super. If we can race the new 13. I mean, if we can kind of do what they did last year when they rode the 12 bike early, mm-hmm. um, you know, like a lot of things these days really translate, you know, transitions over from outdoors to supercross, you know, like the bikes, they're not drastically changed anymore. You know, like they used to be quite different from supercross to motocross, but mm-hmm. uh, nowadays they're, they're quite, they're quite similar. So, yep. um, you know, if there's a, if there's something like that, but. I mean, the priority number one is is to have a good knee and, and to be a hundred percent on my knee. And yeah. um, so, if the knee is good and it's a hundred percent, and I'm riding and everything is going well, then then we'll uh, you know we'll try to venture out at the last you know maybe yeah. probably at the very most four you know the last yeah. four, um, and then probably the last two more risk realistically. Um, I would love to be on the donations team. Yeah. Um, so. You know, like I, I definitely wouldn't want to um, make the, you know, Lom will be my first ride back. So I would definitely like to get out, you know, the last couple of nationals, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks in a way because I absolutely hate Steel City yeah. and <laughs> Elsinore doesn't look a whole lot much better. So, um, 
it's not like I'd yeah. be coming back not, to be excited about the racetrack that I'm not, coming back to. You're not coming back but, to uh, Melville and Redbud. You're not coming back to Melville and Redbud. You're coming back to Steel I, City I, and Elsinore. I would love, you know, in a perfect world, if there was anything, if there was any such thing, for me, Melville as my return would be the would be the perfect thing. Yeah. You know, for for all that happened last year, I think that would be right. that'd be pretty damn cool to make a comeback at that weekend, and I'd love to hit that jump the first lap of practice and do a big old whip <laughs> show it what's up. But, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, just but right now, I mean, it's hard to put a date or a time right, or, right. or a number on it, you know, because the priority is just to, just to get healthy and, and get back on a bike and, and be, you know, be good to go by Anaheim 1 because really in the, in the, in the real world, that, that's all that matters is Anaheim 1, you know. None of this monster energy, you know, million-dollar cup thing. I mean, that's just just a gimmick race that you right. know they present a bunch of money and if you're lucky enough to win all three you you get a reported a million dollars that's not a million dollars and um you know and then you i think it's like a hundred grand if you don't win the million so yeah um you know i'm not in a position where i need to be you know putting my life on the line to go win a million dollars at this time so i can't believe um, i can't believe they carry on the, i can't believe they carry on the priority I can't believe they carry around the million dollars in a plastic case from race to race. It's just amazing. <laughs> I wonder how hard that was to get fake money in million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, um, that's why I'm surprised that you you've commented a few times that you you hope to, you want to make it back. You may race, and to me, I just I, if I were in your shoes, I'd just write it off. But then, like you said, the destinations. You uh, you like Lomo, uh, you want to go back there, and so there is that carrot there for you to to, to do the destination. So I get that part. That's the biggest carrot. I mean, honestly, that's the that's right. a bigger carrot than, than any other carrot. I mean, that, that carrot is is much larger and more mm-hmm. tastier than than a million dollars at um, you know in Vegas. Um, for uh, me, a race you do for you free, know, that, right? It's just, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a race that actually cost me quite a month a yeah. bit of money to go. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, for me to fly my crew and my team, and you know, and if if you know Ellie wants to go and eight. Um, you know, that yeah. takes two now, so I have to buy him a ticket now. So, I mean, it's a it's a race that costs a lot of money, but it's just it's a race that's like I don't know. You just can't put a, a worth on it. It's so awesome. I mm-hmm. love that event. I support it always, and uh, you know, there's there's no cooler feeling than putting on you know your green and gold. And yeah. it might be a little tough putting the green and gold on this year. I'll be a dual citizenship. Maybe I'll get some hate from the U.S. guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, it's funny. Oh. But, um, I'm going for my dual citizenship here in a couple of weeks, so should be uh, should be interesting. I got to learn about all the U.S. presidencies. <laughs> I, I I'm going to be doing that too soon. I think I think I'm going to go for yeah. it too. So, um, hey, so let's go into the outdoor season here. Um, you were you've been on record as saying you you'd much rather race James Stewart on a Yamaha than a Suzuki, uh, but the the other shoe dropped the the one that we've been talking about for a long time. James is on a Suzuki. What's your thoughts on that? How's that going to go? What um, I mean, I talked to talked to a few people in the pits that are like, "Man, it's not the bike. He should just paint the paint the the Yamaha front fender yellow, and it would all in his head go away." Um, other people are like, "No, it is the bike." But uh, do do we see a new a new and revigorated James Stewart? It's it's hard to say. Um, you know, a part of me says yes, we will, and a part of me says. Nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, I do lean towards that. I think he's going to be strong. Um, you, you have to look at the the, rela- the reality of what he's coming into as well, and the fact that um, 
You know, he's, he's really only got one guy that's going to, com- you know, remotely compete with him. Um, so I think that that alone helps. Right. You know, and I think that Dunge, I think in I think in Stu's head, Dunge isn't a factor um, right. ever. So yeah. I think that, uh, you know, I hope for racing's sake that, that Dunge is, is, you know, better and stronger than we all think he's going to be. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think Stu's going to be fast. He's going to be tough to beat. Um, you know, it's it's his last opportunity. You know, I mean, this is his his time. I mean, he's, yeah. he's made a he's made a ballsy call, and he's got a you know he's got out of a deal. You know, halfway through the season, and and you know, it's it, it's similar in in some ways to, to my deal in ten, and, and and it's kind of very different in others. You know, like mm-hmm. I at least got through the year and started a new season on another bike right. um, where he's kind of, you know, getting out of it, you know, and I mean, we kind of all know that he really wasn't that hurt, you know, yep. uh, you know, when he got hurt, you know, supposedly had some broken bones in his hand, which, you know, maybe that's true. Um, then it was the head problem, but the head problem's never been a problem before. So why now? <laughs> um, I just think that he didn't want to ride that bike and, and that's fair, you know, like, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all the things that James and I have been through and, and the love-hate relationship we share, I think that, um, you know, like I, you know, I, I look at it from a rider's point of view and mm-hmm. it's no fun riding on a bike that you don't want to ride. And, um, you know, see, there's a part of me that, that respects what he did and um, you got to do what's best for you. And obviously he felt that that was to, you know, to get off of that bike and, and give himself the best opportunity and go and ride a Suzuki and, um, the things I look at is it's a great bike. And it's very, very similar to when I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, the race team that we were all previously successful with, um, you know, saying that, you know, Ricky was successful with there, uh, myself and then Dungey, um, that re- that race team does not exist anymore. You know, so, um, he's not going to this same Luke team that, we we all raced for previously, you know. So um, if things are good and Stu's got his head on right, I think he'll be very difficult to beat. Um, if Stu's the Stu that we've seen during this season and he sets up a motorcycle that he feels is good but then doesn't end up being good at the races, then I really feel that you're going to see very similar results because I don't see that they have the manpower nor the, the personnel to accommodate James in, right. you know, in, in, in having major problems. Um, and that's, you know, that's just really a, a, the effect of what's happened over the last kind of two to three years with that team, you know, with people leaving and, right. um, you know, the backbone of that team is gone. So um, not saying that everybody there is not qualified and they're not good people, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's definitely a lot thinner than, than, uh, than when we were all there. Right, right. And also, too, one thing that we got to look at, too, Gibbs wasn't getting the results that they were paying for either. So I think as far as a breakup goes, this is as good as it could get. I, I don't think Gibbs – I mean, Gibbs said that they – Corey told me they could have stopped him from riding outdoors this year. They could have put that in the in the breakup deal. But they were like, you know what? No, go ahead. You want to leave? We're not getting the results we're paying for. It's about as good as a breakup as it can get. Probably better than you and your Cowie one, even, you know? Yeah, I mean, my Cowie deal, I mean, I have – I didn't even know if my Cowie deal. I mean, hard to say because I really actually haven't heard a whole lot of the the exit 
of the departure of James, you know, whether yeah. he got paid or he had to pay money back or anything like that. Right. Um, for, for me, I just gave up, I think, maybe my last two payments mm-hmm. um, of the year and, and asked, you know, asked to basically be released. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, you know, in, in my deal, I wasn't able to ride any of the last nationals, um, nor was I able to race kind of at the end of that year. Right. Um, so they so they definitely shut me down a little bit. But um, Yeah. Not that uh, you would have anyways, you know, in, though, in, but yeah. In, in, in James's case, in JJR, I think that both parties are happy because, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a good situation. I think that um, I would say probably the only guy that's got hurt out of that whole thing is, is J-Bone. You know, J, J-Bone seems pretty vocal. Right. Um, right. I think what, what, what you hear and see what J-Bone is saying is, is the real story. Uh, you know, James and, and Coy and, and Coach, they're all, you know, they're all playing legal. So they're all speaking in legal, you know, legal terms. Right. right. So uh, J Bone doesn't have to walk that, you know, that line. So um, I think that whatever J Bone says is, is is the truth and, and is reality. Um, you know, the the fact of how James, you know, dealt with the team and how he dealt with J Bone and all that. I, I feel like a lot of what J Bone's saying is, is yeah. very much the truth. Um, so I think I think Coy's happy that it's all over, you know, the right. headache's gone, and um, they can move on and try to, you know, prepare for 13. And um, obviously, you know, you all go into a relationship trying to make it better and whatever. But uh, I mean, I predicted this in December last year. You know, it's just I I talked to James at length last year, and I knew where his head was at. I knew what he wanted to do. Uh, I knew his feelings about the Yamaha. Um, so at no point did I ever feel threatened by James Stewart. This this Supercross season, I never felt that he was ever going to be a guy that was going to challenge. Um, I just felt like he was beat he was uh, mentally, already. Yeah, yeah. And you know, so I never, never looked at him as a as a title contender this year, to be honest with you. So um, now that he's, you know, made, you know, a, more of a, bo- a bold yeah. decision, I feel like he'll be more of a threat. And I think that, uh, you know, being being happy on a motorcycle and enjoying riding the motorcycle, you know, speaks. Big volumes. I, I've been there, done that. So it's, um, it's I, I, my personal opinion is I, I feel like James is gonna fill it in the outdoors. I think he's gonna be really tough to beat. Yeah. Um, but, but time will tell. Yeah, it's crazy how mental you guys are. Time and time again, we see it. If you're happy, it's, you're you're faster. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a the natural beast of being an athlete from sticking balls to you know, to motorsports yeah. is pretty consistent. So um, there's a feeling that we obviously thrive on and, um, you know, and, and finding that feeling and creating that feeling is difficult. And when you don't have that feeling to be able to, you know, to be able to let that go and then try to get to your happiest place so you do have that feeling, <laughs> is, it's difficult. That's difficult to find. So yeah. um, I think James, you know, James has a lot of question around him, but I think uh, – a part of me wants to say that a lot of people are just thinking that he's automatically going to go kill it, mm-hmm. but I don't think the Yamaha is great, and I don't think it's the best motorcycle out there. I probably think it's the worst, but um, it's not like it's it's, it's not like it's unrideable the, or something, right? Some it's, of the you know some of the things that I see, you know, like I watched the race that he uh, the last race he did was uh, that when he was battling with Windham in the heat race, Houston. Some of the yeah, Houston. Some of those turns that he did after the whoops and how he went through the whoops and how he just turned on the bottom of the turn and just railed, mm-hmm. like, you don't do that by mistake. I mean, that bike has to be somewhat decent and somewhat rideable. And you don't go and win the majority, 
you know, the 99% of your heat races and then be complete failure in a 20 lap main event. So mm-hmm. a lot of it, you know, weighs on his shoulders too. So I guess we'll just see how much was James and how much was, yeah. you know, it's just James not happy and the bike being really that bad. I uh, I think he's going to do great. I think I think it's going to really work well for him. Like you said, you kind of knew his mindset going in on the, on that Yamaha, and it's. I mean, I, I admire him too for for he could have sat at home and collected checks. He really could have. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, like we all know, um, you know, like we all heard that he had an outdoor. He didn't have to race outdoors. Yeah. Um, he could have just, you know, uh, if he couldn't pull the Suzuki deal together, um, the smart thing would have been to just. You know, just sit out, out there, stay at home, um, say you're still a part of the team, and yeah. collect the paycheck. But right, right. He didn't, and and you have to. I think you have to applaud that and, and look at that as being, you know, that that he wanted to make a change and that he wanted to be better. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you worried at all about Dungey's bike setup outdoors? I'm not really. I mean, it looked like they adapted pretty good uh, uh, in Supercross, and you you know the guys over there better than almost anybody. Are you worried about that at all, or is it? Uh... Is is Dungey's bike be fine? Yeah, I don't know what um, what to think of you know Dungey and his bike setup. I mean, uh, I think that, that you know they're changing a lot of things. You know, like I kind of laugh a little bit. I had a bit of a chuckle um, with with Goose yesterday. Uh, Goose and Dave went to uh, went to Elsinore for the ride day yesterday, and mm-hmm. um, you know, I guess. Uh, you know, Goose kind of went over and said hi, and you know, Ryan, Ryan said he was, oh yeah, just do a little bit of testing and whatever. And you know, mm-hmm. Goose is obviously gonna try to, you know, get a little information. And, yeah. Um, he's just like, oh yeah, we're just trying some swing arms, and <laughs> Goose just laughs. You know, it's like you have a new bike that's not yet available, but you check, you know, you're trying swing arms. <laughs> okay, that that makes sense. <laughs> right, right. So, wait, wait a minute. I think that I think that there uh, weighs up the whole AMA. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think that 
uh, that that bike would be probably a better bike outdoors. So um, yeah, so we'll see and see if it's better and see if it uh, you know see if it works for him. I mean, he's a fighter. He's strong. He's fit. Yeah, he's gonna be in uh, shape. You know that. Yeah. You know, so you know he's gonna have all the tools. It's just whether he truly believes that he can go to battle with James. Right. Um, I think last year. You know, every once in a while you see a dungeon, you, you just, you're really, really impressed. And um, I think of, you know, Stekimoto at Colorado last year. I mean, he straight just laid it down. Yeah. Um, you know, and you think about Stekimoto at Millville, laid it down. Um, you know, those kinds of races, he needs to have those every weekend when he's racing, you know, and yeah. not, and and basically get up on Sue and, and let Sue do the thinking rather than the yeah. opposite way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's kind of how I how I see it happening is that he just needs to get in there and and start you know start at it early, you know, beating on Stu right away. Because uh, you know you got you're you're going to have that whole thing between you know the rivalry that those two guys are going to have is not necessarily between the two of them. Yeah, it's going to be between the fact that Dungeon's on a KTM, he has pretty much the Suzuki team around him, and then the old Suzuki team that he just left and didn't really think was a great bike or great people. Yep. And now Stu's going there. So you're going to have that that kind of rivalry amongst the team members that, you know, the Suzuki guys are going to know a certain side of Ryan that yep. they're going to tell James about. And then, you know, we all know certain sides of James that Rudge is going to push. So right. it'll just, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. And that's, you know, and sadly that's probably going to be all we're going to have to talk about in the 450 class. Well, yeah, that's my next question. Can anybody touch either of these guys, uh, in your opinion? Um, anybody Can anybody run with either one of these guys at any point, do we, do we think? I find it I find it difficult to believe that they can, and uh-huh. that sucks. I mean, I, I hate getting put on the spot and ask that question, but, oh, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, like, I, I try to, well, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll, you ask me a question, I'll answer it as best I can. Um, and as truthfully as I think, but I really honestly don't feel that anybody can uh, run with run with those two. I mean, we have Rattray stepping up, which mm-hmm. in the you know in maybe a little better world, I think Tyler is a legit guy that you know he's a fighter. He can handle the heat. He can you know he has a good trainer. Um, you know he has a good bike. So. You know the, the the tools are there, but mm-hmm. I mean the guy's coming back from a broken neck and hasn't raced in quite a while. So, right. um, you know, so maybe it takes him a few races. Um, I know that he'll probably for sure challenge at Southwick. He's a great sand rider. Um, so I don't know. I mean, you got Millsaps. You can never count out Millsaps. Alessi, you just never know what Alessi's going to show up. You know, is he going to be the guy that's two seconds a lot faster in in practice and then goes and throws himself on the ground before the race even starts? Right. Or or is he going to live up to the potential and the hype? And, and you know, the hype's not even there anymore. It's just the potential <laughs> that, he, yeah. that he should have. You know? right, it's like, right. I mean, I really like Mike and, and, and even Tony. You know, like, I I like those guys. And it mm-hmm. just, you, you want to see, see people that, you know, whether you believe at what they do or not, but just people that work hard and, and endlessly work hard and come back and bounce back from things that normal people wouldn't bounce back from. That's... Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, you can't can't wish bad against anybody that wants to do that, you know. And I feel like Mike has hit rock bottom. He's on a privateer Suzuki that has, you know, no support from, you mm-hmm. know, the manufacturer or anyone, you know, that's 
class is, you know, somebody that's respectable in the, you know, in the moto world to be able to give you a bike that's legit. Um, so I think that, you know, it's, it's going to be tough for, for all those guys to be able to challenge. I think the two, two front guys, Weimer, you know, Weimer has the same things as, as uh, Ratray in the fact that, you know, he's got a good bike, got, mm-hmm. you know, got Alden and, um, you know, all those things. And we'll just see, you know, whether, whether those guys can, can take it to the next level and, and be, you know, challenging the front guys or just be kind of a third-place guy. Yeah, um, Matty, too, guy you know well, Brett Metcalf. Andrew Short, another guy um, that nobody, maybe nobody is talking about. And we know Shorty's got a great bike. And last time he was on a Honda, the guy was hole-shotting every race, just about. Yeah, so. I think that, and I think that that's probably going to be key, is that Shorty, Shorty will be able to get out front. You know, I mean, that bike outdoors is, is unbelievable off the gate. Um, Andrew's obviously a great starter, but that bike mm-hmm. generally is a, is a very – you know, strong bike out of the gate and outdoors. Um, I think, uh, you know, a start in first 15 minutes of the race is important to get out there and, and ride and, yep. and to get after it. So I think that, you know, I think that that, that can help him a lot. Um, it'll be interesting to see what Jeremy can bring to that program. I think Jeremy has a lot going on right now, so I don't believe yeah. he's going to bring a lot to the program. Um, so... It'll be just kind of, it'll be just Larry, you know. Yeah. So Larry's been, you know, been a while, but, you know, since he's been around outdoors on a weekend to weekend basis. So yeah. um, it, it'll be interesting to see how they all, you know, how they all deal with, you know, something that they haven't done in a while. So um, Larry just getting, you know, Larry just getting angrier and angrier on the side of the track in the in the hundred degree weather. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe the guy will actually catch on fire. So. Uh, <laughs> but you know, Matty, Matty's got strong. I mean. Um, Medi had a, I think a pretty, uh, you know, pretty yeah. quiet Supercross season. He did. Uh, he did. What I, I would say, I, I don't know if I want to call the guy out and say he had a horrible Supercross season because he actually made it through, I think, almost every round and was almost, you know, healthy for the most part. Yeah. Which I don't think he's done before. So, um, you know, so you have to take positives out of it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it'll just be interesting, you know, to see like you know, will will Regal be able to step up and ride? Yeah. You know, on with Gibbs. Um, Tommy Hans you know, on the factory Honda too. Tommy's yeah, been, Tommy Hans on the factory bike. Hans, you know, Hans a great outdoor rider. He's yep. a great bike. So, um, I mean, that's an opportunity that he has to take to run. With, you know, like if he doesn't, if he doesn't do good or doesn't, you know, live up to any kind of result on that bike, then you know, how do you how do you move forward and yeah. try to get a job for next year? You know, so. Yeah. A lot of people that I feel that that it's their time, you know, it's their time to step up and 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 take that next step. And if they don't, then um, then they kind of just kind of fall, you know, fall into what do they do next year? I feel like uh, I feel like not enough people are talking about Mike being, you know, a potential third place guy or uh, or Shorty. I feel like those two guys. A lot of people are talking about Rattray, uh, Weimer, Brayton. Millsaps, but I feel like Mike and Short are like proven outdoor guys, like proven top three outdoor I, guys. You know, if I had to put my money on the somebody right now, I'd probably put my money on Mike. Yep. Um, I think that you know, like I think Mike with his with his strengths being starts and him actually being able to be a really strong contender on yeah. on outdoors, 
you know that that guy's been riding outdoors for the last eight months. So um, after Anaheim one, you think Anaheim one? You know, <laughs> after Anaheim one, you know it's like, oh yeah, you know this Supercross thing's probably not going to work out. Let's just that. <laughs> so, and I mean, I think that Michael is what one of three people that made every main event this year. Um, so, yeah. I think I don't know. I I sure hope that Mike gets good starts and gets out front and and tries the challenge and. Hold that for the outdoor mm-hmm. for the outdoor title. It, it, it's, it's not just the third, you know. Yeah, I think good. that he has he has that capability. I mean, I think he can, you know, at the the Michael Essie that we've seen at the beginning of 2009. Um, that guy, that speed, you know, with that strong of a, yeah. a of a good start and and the sprint that he has at the beginning of the race, that guy can challenge James Stewart and uh, and Dianji, You know, mm-hmm. I, you I honestly so, huh? believe yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, If he can find that fire and that consistency, you know, throughout the whole year, I think he'll be a threat. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free, or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at BTOsports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest-grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. You you took... Uh... Two, three years off outdoors? How long did you take? Uh, two, two, two years off. Two years off. Um, and when you came back for Suzuki, your Glen Helen, well, you committed kind of late, but your Glen Helen didn't go very well. Uh, and if James, James has been off for three years outdoors. So what kind of adjustments is it early on? Is it like, oh, shit, like I forgot how rough and tough this is? I think the biggest thing, probably the biggest mistake that I made is that um, and it wasn't necessarily a mistake. It was just the, the situation that I was in. Um, you know, I wanted Suzuki to commit to, I didn't want to be paid. All I wanted them to commit to was, a, um, to pay, uh, an insurance for my bonus, you know, cause right. I didn't, I, it wasn't in my contract, so I didn't have any championship bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was all I wanted. I just wanted to be able to, if I did well, then I made a bonus. If I didn't do well, then I sucked. Um, so basically that was, that was it. You know, I was trying to, I was trying to get them to commit to that, and then it took so long um, that straight from Vegas I flew to Australia, uh, didn't do anything, drank some beers with my friends, and yeah. you know had a good time, and then pretty much had like a week and a half to prepare for uh, you know for, for 
from Glen Helen. Um, I didn't even know what I went that day. I think I went like maybe like five three. Yeah, or I think it was. Like I think it was six four or something or four six or something. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe something like that. I know that. I know the speed wasn't a problem because I actually think I qualified fastest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first two races I qualified fastest, but I never got good starts, and I never. Um, I never was up there at the front, and I and I was never in a position to just charge, you know. So I had to be really, like, I had to be smart and and think about it. In the fact that it was a thirty minute race, I wasn't prepared to do thirty minutes, so I had to, you know, I had to put my energy and and everything where it needed to be. Yeah. Um. I I feel like James is in a little different position. Maybe. Um, yeah. There's no part of me that doesn't believe that James, since how like the last month and a half two months maybe you know since he hasn't been at the races mm-hmm. um i honestly believe he's been just burning laps on on a suzuki right um it may not, it may not have been the factory bike but i believe that he's been riding that suzuki yeah um and and he's been doing motos with his brother and and, and by himself or whatever yeah. but yeah. i feel that james is is probably in a little better shape and and than i was you know i, I feel like he's He's probably a little bit more prepared from that side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's been testing. I know that he was testing, uh, um, you know, out in California for the last two weeks. So uh, it'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the things that that surprise you a little bit is, you know, is that kind of like everybody, you know, everybody seems to fight you a little more than what they right, did three right. years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it seems like everybody's bikes are a little bit better than what they were at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Um, you know, so just overall, the class is a little more competitive. But um, I think if he starts up front and, and runs the pace right away, I think that uh, I think he'll jump right back in. But yeah, you know, yep. you know where he, where he needs to be. Hey, uh, a two-two for him at Hangtown behind Dungey isn't in any way a disaster for your first race back in three years. Uh, late getting testing with the factory guys, I'm sure. So I. Depends on how the beatdown comes. Oh yeah, okay, if, <laughs> right. I think if Dunge rides away with it, who doesn't see him all day long? Right. I think that that's that's a beating. Right. Um, if Stu battles with him um, and can see him both races, mm-hmm. and he goes two-two, yeah, I think that you can wash that off on on a, on a successful weekend. But yeah. if he gets beat up by Dunge and Dunge just smokes him, I think that the you know, that puts him in a position where he's maybe not comfortable or where he thought he was going to be. So, right. um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I've, I've had this conversation with RC a little bit, so it'll be interesting. Let's uh, let's move on to the lights class. Uh, uh, last year, Pro Circuit swept the top three. Dino won. Uh, he's dealing with a shoulder injury and uh, no rat tray so, and no Durham. So Pro Circuit's looking maybe as weak as they have in the last few years. I mean weak, you know, as as far as chinks in the armor. Um, is Wilson's is Wilson making a good move here? I kind of don't think so. I mean, just from the outside looking in, this is going to be a hard season for him to defend. Um, speaking from somebody that that has had this injury, um, when I dislocated my shoulder in in what was it, two thousand and two at Southwick on a light flight. Yeah. Um, you know, put it right back in and came back and rode the next moto and then kind of, you know, had to limp through the rest of the season. Right. Um, I never had any problems with my shoulder at all. Like, I, you know, I did the rehab. I tried to get it all strong and, 
Um, same thing, you know, where he tore the rib, you know, the the muscle there, and it tore the muscle actually off the bone. Um, the problem, the problem is, is it it it's gonna get you when you don't want it to get you. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I was good and hundred percent didn't even think about it, and I was playing a game of pool in the off season of two thousand and three, and my shoulder just falls out on a pool table. Um, so I, I hope that Dean gets it fixed at the end of the year, you know, win or lose. Yeah. You know, I think that there's enough enough time from end of outdoors to Supercross to be able to fix it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, there's a part of me I feel like he's, you know, I think he'll be fine. Um, okay. I think that, you know, like the, the fact that I've had that injury and rehabbed it and, and did all those things, I mean, it can be, mm. it can be done. Um, but I think, yeah, if it's the first few races, he's just winging it and getting through and he's weak and whatever, then I think he needs to make a decision and, and call it a, call it a year. Yeah. But uh, <clears throat> we'll see. I mean, he, he says he's outdoor bike's great. He's riding well and feeling good. So um, it's all up to him. I mean, he's the, he's the champ. He's the reigning champ. And it'll be his first time riding with a number one. So yeah. um, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, see how that pressure is and, see how heavy that sucker is and um you know he's coming off of a, a disappointing supercross season where you know it looked like he was you know at one point you know gonna have control of the championship and then lost control of it and, yeah um never really rebounded back so um i think it's, it's all or nothing for, for dino what about uh what about justin barsha there's an interesting guy last year uh, he hasn't. He's won some races. Hasn't been like a consistent guy every weekend. Rode the 450 outdoors great when he jumped into it. Um, but here we are now. This is his last shot. I mean, can he win a title? Can can he be? He's he's on another level in Supercross right now. So can he continue on? Do you think outdoors? I mean, you, you would like to think so. In the fact that, I mean, the the kid's so talented and obviously works hard, rides hard. Um, has Jeff Stanton, uh, you know, in his corner. I, you'd like to think that he, that this is his year, you know, like if, I feel like it's his year that he really needs to actually go and make a difference and be a dominant guy. Yeah. Because the way he rode the 450 last year would and should indicate that he's much better and stronger than me of lights guys that he's riding, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it may be that the 450 is is a better bike for him outdoors. Maybe he respects it a little more. Maybe he rides it better. Yeah. Um, who knows? You know, like we'll, we'll find out here in a week. But I mean, I you would you would think that from the as dominant as he was in Supercross yeah. and yeah. and his end of year um, performance on the 450 last year. You would, you, I would like to think that he's the, the favorite almost, you know? Like, I think going in, he should be the favorite. Um, so, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Because his outdoor season on a light bike last year was, was pathetic at best. I mean, it was yeah. so bad. I mean, it was just a... He was, was sick. Dark he was I mean, sick every for time, a bit, but... Every time I looked at a TV screen, it was just Barsha <laughs> doing, you know, just a massive cartwheel and yeah. end for end. And, you know, he's crashed at Millville. It was like nasty and... Um, you know, bad, just such a horrible, um, you know, life outdoors campaign. And then he switched to the big bike. At, I think like the first a... race was, you know, Dilla. Yeah. And just 
pole shot both races and and pretty much lead the majority of them. You know, so yeah. um, I think that you have to think that he learned from that. Um, this year at Supercross, it seemed like he cared a lot about the title and won when he needed to. And then once he had the title wrapped up, he didn't really uh, do anything to jeopardize his chances of being healthy for outdoors. And then, you know, East-West shootout, he, he won that. Showed that he was, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the stronger of the the two, you know, factory connection guys. And, yeah. um, so I think that he has to carry that momentum to uh, to outdoors and, and uh, give the same same effort that he did during Supercross and last year's outdoor in the full 15. Yeah, and same with Tomac. I think Tomac's kind of in the same spot. Maybe with us not as much to prove as Barsha because he hasn't been in the class as long, but we got to see more out of Eli. Winning his very first national was awesome, but since then, like, we saw the heat get to him, and then last year, second half of the season, he turned it on. He got some new bike setups and, and stuff and realized that he was going in the wrong direction, but we need to see more, I think, from him consistently every week. Now that you bring up the whole bike setup, I, I, I do truly believe that that a big part of uh, their struggles at Factory Connection last year was, was bike setup stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, with last year being with inside the, you know, the, the Honda racing side of things, um, and then this year, you know, I, I, know that there's, I know that there's been a lot of changes, and I know that there's been a lot of information, you know, go back and forth between you know, between Factory Honda and, and mm-hmm. those guys. So yep. I do believe that they're going to have a much better um, bike uh, and a much better setup. So I think that both guys will have, you know, a better opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that showed in Supercross this year in the fact that they were so strong and so consistent yeah. week after week after week. And I think that, that they, as a team and as two riders, took it to Mitch and Mitch's guys, you know. Yeah. And that was, that was kind of fun to see. I mean, you know, as much as you admire Mitch and, and you know me being a PC guy, um, it it was it was cool to see a challenge there. Yeah, um, I agree. So I think I think the biggest thing I, I think we all know that Tomac can ride fast. We all know Tomac works hard and he's fit, strong. Um, it's just it's going to be whether he can handle the heat or not. That's that's kind of where I see it. The mm-hmm. the, the thing laying is, is can Eli handle you know the the 110 degree weather in Texas and, and the humidity on the East Coast. That's that's really the only question that I have for Eli Tomac. I think other than that, I actually see him as maybe a, a stronger threat and maybe a more complete package than what than what Justin is. Hmm, interesting. And then, of course, Baggett, who tailed off at the end of the year, but, man, for he, he led the points at the halfway. I think he did, but Blake did, and he was looking pretty good. Um, Wilson's consistency got him in the end, but uh, he'd been talking about out, since his Supercross season was so bad, at about round three of the Supercross season, he started saying, "I can't wait till outdoors. I can't wait till outdoors." So, yeah, I mean, you, know. you you saw the result of that of um, you know the Daytona result. I mean, uh, yeah, the Blake Baggett that showed up that weekend was a, a totally different Blake Baggett than we see in all Supercross season. So, yeah. um, I think of the top four guys, you know, the, the two PC guys being, you know. Blake and Dean and uh, and then Eli and, and Justin. Yep. I think that they're going to be the top four guys. Um, I think amongst the four of them, I feel like Baggett has them covered on speed. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, you know, he works with all of them, so that's a proven program that seems to make those guys stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we'll just see. I mean, you got to think that that Baggett can lay it down. I, I think if Baggett can get starts and he can lay it down like he did at the early part of last year, mm-hmm. um, it's it's going to be hard for those other guys to to, uh, to do anything to go out because I feel like he's he's creatively uh, a little better than what they are mm-hmm. on his line. Um, so I think when he's in, um, you know, when he's in his little happy place and, and he's, you know, drawing lines all over the racetrack and, and he's, you know, riding loose, I, I feel that I feel like it's uh, it's going to be tough for those other guys to, to challenge that. I uh, I don't know if, if he needs money or what his deal is. I can't believe Hot Sauce is going to ride Nationals on a 250F for Mitch. I don't, I, that's very, very bizarre. But how's that going to work out? Your buddy Kenny Watson predicts. You know, podiums here and there. How's this going to work out? I think Ivan will do well. Um, the class, you know, obviously has changed since. Yeah. Uh, when did when did Ivan win the title? Was uh, that oh five. Seven maybe. Oh five. Yeah. Wow, it's a long time. Ago. <laughs> um, so I mean, when you know, since he won in oh five, I mean, obviously a lot has changed. Um, but I, you got to think that the bike's great. Um, for whatever Ivan's got going on, he's leaner than I've ever seen him right now. Is he? Yeah. Um, so I think weight-wise, it's not like he's you know going to be at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I would I would imagine he's actually probably as light as as a Baggett, Barsher, and Tobat. Um, you know, so you got to think that weight-wise, he's is is solid. Mm-hmm. He's a great starter, so he's going to be up front. Um, I just it just mat- it just a matter of whether he can like get some get some confidence and some speed, you know, like you, there's speed and then there's confidence and speed. And I think if he can get the combo of confidence and speed, I, I, he could be a good guy. I mean, he's, he could obviously be, you know, use his, you know, his experience mm-hmm. be a, an advantage for him. I mean, we all know how up and down that life class is. Um, the way Ivan races, you know, Ivan's pretty aggressive and bounce off the, you know, like, yeah, maybe that's that's his style. You know, maybe he'll fit right He's on in and better on and that. Be yeah, comfortable. Yeah. yeah, maybe comfortable around those guys. And um, good point. Yeah, you're right. I think that uh, you know, just seeing him, it doesn't seem like he's 100 percent back to where he needs to be. But um, hopefully, I'm wrong on that. You know, just seeing like his finger it doesn't seem like it looks very good or anything. But maybe <laughs> that's the best it's ever going to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I think that uh, I, I, honestly, I don't think it's a money thing. I think that he's just. I think he's a racer, you know. I mean, Ivan. He's just bored. Uh, maybe yeah. what 30, 31 now. Yeah. Maybe thirty-one. Maybe thirty. Maybe I think he's about a year older than me. So I think he's about thirty, thirty-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that when I look at Ivan, I mean, you got to see. I mean, you know, he's been hurt a lot over the last couple of years. He really hasn't raced. He hasn't raced outdoors over the last couple of years. And um, guy wants to race, man. I mean, that, that's what you know. We're all thirty years old. We all see an end. You yeah, know, like, yeah, yeah. Maybe some of us see it clearer than others. Maybe some of us don't see it at all. But for the most part, I mean, you got you just want to be out there. You want to be racing. He's close with Mitch. He's tight with Mitch. And, you know, Mitch has given him a good opportunity. I think Mitch is good at taking gambles. And I think that, you know, Mitch has had Ivan in the office and, and probably out in the track before Mitch made any decision. And right. he sees what he, you know, what he wants to see. And I, I think that you have to respect and take that as a threat because if Mitch believes in it and sees it, that he can be a threat, then, then we got, um, yeah. he would, yeah, I think that it, it'll be a re- real deal. Otherwise, I think Mitch wouldn't do it. So, um, um, you know, no, no way does uh, Mitch give up Tyler Rattray uh, for Ivan Tedesco if he doesn't think it's a good move. 
Yeah, I was pretty pretty surprised at that. But uh, you know, I guess Monster and Cowie they they hold the hammer a little bit. Um, hey, uh, I don't believe that so much. But, no. Yeah. Um, can Ken Roxon win? Can Can he win? We, no, we haven't talked about him, but there's some people who think you know that uh, you know. I think Kenny. I think Kenny has everything there is that he needs. The the biggest thing that I just I the biggest thing I'm afraid for Kenny is I just don't think he can handle the heat. Right, um, right. It, it is like, yeah. like he, like Kenny shows up at Daytona this year, and it's like overcast and raining, and it's probably seventy-five degrees, which is a beautiful day in Florida. But mm-hmm. it's obviously raining, so it's humid. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, it's so humid!" And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you have no idea, you know." Right, so right. I, that's the thing I question with, with Kenny is that can Kenny, you know, handle you know, handle the heat, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think if he can, what Kenny needs to do is Kenny needs to pack up and come to Florida and hang out with me or, or the RSC or, or he's going to, he uh, be honest. He's going to Shorty's place in Texas. See, and then I just showed it that it's such a different heat in Texas, you know, like uh-huh. it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that, that works out. I think that, uh, you know, you have to have a good program. I think that Texas is almost a little bit hot, too hot, but it's, it's not as much humidity. It's just yeah. more heat. Um, it's always windy, not that fun of a place to be. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that works out for Kenny. Um, you know, when you, you know, the, the hardest thing about outdoors and when you move here, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I know the whole Stephen Everett's program and everything like that. And I, I would imagine that. You know, he looked after Kenny pretty well. And mm-hmm. when you're training in the heat and, and you're around the heat so much, you got to have good people. you got to have good doctors and you got to keep the fluids up and, and all those things. And I just don't think that Shorty's place has all that stuff. Right. It's, uh, a, it's, a, big, it's, a, it's a big adjustment, huh, isn't it? I know Musquin said a, the same thing. Yeah, Musquin was like last yeah. year. It was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and that's another guy, I mean, that we're not even talking about. And I, and I, have, I have a $200 bet with uh, – with Kyle from H and H that that uh, that's pushed over two years here, um, you know that uh, that Muskin was going to win. Um, I feel like Muskin is a super smooth, you know smooth smart yeah. guy that has speed when he needs speed. Um, I think he can honestly you know be a threat for the for the guys. I think that he kind of got a taste of the U.S. thing. He knows how it is. Right. I look at I look at Marvin in, in the way that that you know he. Is he married? I don't know if he's married or not. Uh, or I don't if he's know. Just, yeah, I don't know if he's married. I don't. But I. But he feels. I, I feel like he's. He's comfortable of being who he is. I feel like he kind of fits into the U.S. Yeah. You know, better than some Europeans or French that have fit into the U.S. Um, he's super nice. A lot. You know, a lot of people like him. Yeah. Um, I just feel like he has a good, complete package with his chick, and um, you know, kind of does his program. His mechanics cool. You know, keeps him loose and fun and. Roger knows a lot. Ian knows a lot. So I think that he has a good program, man. I think that Kenny's Kenny's a little loose, which is which is a good thing. But um, I just think that Kenny's gonna gonna struggle in the heat. Uh, one guy we didn't talk about in the four fifties that uh, I meant to talk Ryan Sipes. I think uh, last time he raced four fifty, he was uh, seventh in the points overall, and he's gonna be on the quote unquote factory Yamaha four fifty, the one that they. I think they just slap on an aftermarket hydraulic clutch and call it a factory bike. But anyways, um, uh, he he could be good too, Ryan Sipes. 
I, I, I think it'll be good. I mean, yeah. to comment on that a little bit, I actually talked to Keith at, uh, I talked to Keith in New Orleans a little bit about, mm-hmm. you know, their their effort in that whole program. Um, I think there's more effort there than you think. Oh yeah. Think, okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I mean, God, you, you you'd like to hope that there's more effort than you think because <laughs> I mean, Bob Oliver's still on payroll. Jim Perry's still on payroll. And, yeah. You know, Dino Dan's on payroll. Uh, Gerald's on payroll. I mean, you got four guys that are from the factory team yep. from four years ago, and they're still on payroll. I mean, you got to think that these guys are doing something. Yeah. So, what are they doing? So, right. They got to be doing something. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what Keith's like. I mean, he he, he bleeds blue. Um, mm-hmm. I asked him some questions at that point, you know, about Stu and Stu's deal and whatever, and he he seems to think that he has some some things that that helps that bike and 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 makes that bike better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess you know we'll, we'll see. You know, like Ken Ryan, I mean Ryan Swipes is a good guy, can go fast. Yep. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that bike is. Is is he racing that bike out though? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's two guys on the factory bike. Um, you know, it seems with talking to Keith, it sounds like they've gone a different direction than what JGR guys are going. So, oh yeah. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to hear and see and watch the bikes. You know, I mean, yeah. clearly Izzy had speed for Supercross um, for a few laps mm-hmm. in practice. So no reason why you can't think those guys are going to do the similar thing outdoors. You know, whether they can run 35-minute motors will be another thing. But yeah. the, uh, It'll be interesting. I'm interested because it's, it seems like there's there's some guys that can challenge, you know, in both classes. Yeah. Um, probably more the lights class than, than the big bike class. But hopefully it just turns out to be a battle because, God damn, man, she has been a pretty big disappointment <laughs> yeah. up until now. Yeah, it, it, the the stew thing makes it to me the stewy thing, just makes it way more interesting, way more exciting because otherwise it was going to be I think Ryan Dungey running away with it out of two two thousand and ten, um, uh, but I think the stew. Yeah, yeah, I think Dunge has a shot at twenty four and zero without the stew, you know. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Um, you going to go to any races? Any nationals? Anything planned? Um, I was planned for the first race, and and uh, and I was you know Davy, you know, is offered up. For me to do some TV, but um, yeah, I, I'm burnt. I don't know. I just kind of mm-hmm. burnt down on the whole thing, going to the races, and right. um, you know, like I said, uh, we got a lot going on right now with you know with the team and and with with Ellie and I and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think I might try to take a bit of a break and and just watch it live on TV. Right. Um, you know, as I say that, I I'm gonna miss it. So maybe I'll make a couple, but um, yeah, for the most part, I think I want to try to stay home and focus. And I, I want to be selfish, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to stay home. I want to race a car. Um, I have some opportunities with that, so maybe, uh, you know, maybe I can get in a in a race car in the next couple of weeks here and we got try it. to try to do that while I'm hurt. You know, because I can't ride a dirt bike and it sucks. And yeah. I'm sitting at home and I'm bored. And you know, I'm hanging out with JT and Burner, and they're all riding, and right. here I am, you know, sitting at home, and I'm just I'm hating life. So. I shouldn't say I'm hating life. That's not true, but yeah, um, I, you know, I want to be out there. I mean, it's, I'd rather be out there sweating balls and you know eating dust and dirt and sand. So, um, as amazing as that doesn't sound, is is it's something that's you know been a part of my life for a long, long time, and I miss it. So, um, I just want to race, and if it's a car, it's a car. Um, yeah. so we'll see what we can do. But yeah, I'll be 
mean, I'll make it to a couple, but yeah. uh, at this point, I, I don't know when. Yeah, I, uh, and that's another guy we didn't mention, Burner. I hope he has a good year. hope he has a bounce back here. It's been tough on him. Uh, he had a rough yeah, couple I years. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, hopefully he does well. I, I know he's been riding, you know, probably about a month, maybe just over a month. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the JGR guys and, and Butler brothers have been, um, you know, working good together and testing. And he seems real happy with the program and the bike and, and everything like that. I know that they just, uh, you know, as I speak, I'm in Charlotte. Um, I know that he's, and JT just got done in in Charlotte as well testing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, I hope that he does well. Um, you know, if JT gets lucky, hopefully he makes some, you know some motos and qualifies oh, out of the day show. Come so, on, stop you it! Know, ho- hopefully JT <laughs> makes the last forty. Stop it! Um, that was my last question for you. Give me JT's best moto finish of the year. Give me what you think his best will be all year. Well, he's going to make the fast 40 first. Come on. Oh, come on. Stop it. If he doesn't make the 40, I swear to you, I will light his bike on fire. I will not. I, I, <laughs> I want to see that. I will not um, talk to him. What's JT's best finish? His best moto finish. Uh, you know he's going to be able to do 35 at a consistent rate. I say his best finish is uh, 15th. I go with 12th. You go with 12th? I was going to go with 12th, but I wanted to be a little more safe. I want to be harder on him. <laughs> yes, exactly. He was, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. It. We'll talk in Elsinore, and we'll see what he said. Right. Sure. Yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to figure that out. I gotta, but, I gotta, but, I, but at this point, I'll just be happy that he makes the fast 40. Oh, ouch. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, thanks, uh, thanks, Chad Reed, for doing this. Always a good talk. Always uh you're you're almost probably too honest at some point, but <laughs> um, good for guys like me, I suppose. So, am I am I too honest in the fact that there's really not as interesting as a race as what you would hope? Well, the, the, <laughs> you know, some of this stuff could, you know, some people will listen to this and probably be like, "What the," you know, and that's just the way you I, are. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean any disrespect. I just, I, what my no, I know. opinion yeah. is, you know, I just yeah. think that when when you look at the past history of all the guys, I think that that's right. that's my. That's my insight. I mean, it's love it or hate it. You know, like it's kind of. I hope I'm wrong in a lot of ways. You know, I hope that there's more guys that can challenge Dunge and Sue. Um, mm-hmm. And in the lights class, I hope that there's. You know, I hope that Kenny can handle the heat. And 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 that's not. I'm not saying that he can't handle the heat. I just think that it's a big from deal. a guy that yeah. it's a big deal. It's really hot. I mean, it's brutal. I mean, you know, like one thing that you just totally. Anybody can go, go and race a dirt bike. I mean, you know, when you go from Australia to Europe to America, it, it, I'm doing what I've always done. You, you know, getting on a motorcycle and riding a motorcycle, that's the easiest thing to do. Mm-hmm. It's the living, you know, during the week that you got to put up with. It's finding the good people to hang out with. It's dealing with the heat. It's, it's all these things that you just, that you don't have. That's, they're things that are different in your life, and they change your life, and they make you think differently. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's Kenny. He's 18 years old. He's young. I mean, he's going to going to make mistakes and it's going to do things that that will work out and things that are not going to work out so um i'm a big kenny fan so i hope he does real well and yeah. i think it'll be cool so i hope it's a great season and i'm i'm yeah. bummed that i'm not a part of it that's for sure no doubt about it well hey thanks for doing the uh, btosports.com racer x podcast show uh hopefully we'll see you at a national and if not uh i'm planning a trip to florida soon so maybe we'll see you there all right Mathis. thanks man thanks see ya see ya Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive 
or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.